and welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only, from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests, and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Today, I'm really excited to welcome to the show my friend and physician leader, Dr. Carolyn Moyers. Dr. Moyers is a board-certified OBGYN, entrepreneur, podcaster, wife, and mum of four kids. She's the founder of Sky Women's Health in Fort Worth, Dallas, a direct care boutique gynecology and osteopathy practice. Her niche is providing solutions for back and pelvic pain in both pregnancy and the postpartum period so that women can enjoy their pregnancy and the newborn on their own terms. Her weekly episodes of Sky Women podcast share the power of women's stories, empowering them with education and inspiration to live their best lives. Most recently, she launched her own website, uh, which is www.drcarolynmoyers.com, and I'll put all the links in the show notes to help other women physicians who still love their field of medicine but dread going to work each day live their lives by design. One incredible mission, and I think it's fair to say that Dr. Moyers is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Moyers. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and speak to the show's audience. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so should we start with um, you telling us a bit more in your own words um, about uh, about yourself? I mean, I've, I've, I've been through the introductory bio, but mm-hmm. a bit more personal, um, including um, a bit more about your current roles, if you'd like to um, elaborate and what leadership positions you currently hold or have held in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like you said, I'm a wife and a mom first. Um, I have been defined by my career as a physician for so long that whenever I kind of took a step back to spend more time with my family, I felt uh, this internal conflict on the daily. Just, you know, am I is my career passing me by? I've worked for 13 years to to be here, and now I'm working as a hospitalist and um, very part-time. And what does that say about me Hmm. as a physician? And, um, you know, I, it's, it's been an evolution. And so during, um, so it was around year five, uh, as an attending where I felt like I was consistently either disappointing myself, my family, or my patients, right. If I chose to pass off to the on-call physician to go home and put my baby to bed, then she may be upset with me or she may transfer her care to the doctor who actually delivered her, you know, never mind it's 10 PM. And I've been here since 7 AM and, you know, like doctors need rest as well. And, um, so when I was having my third son, um, I decided that I was going to do part-time, work as an OB hospitalist. And that was a a new concept to me, but it was close to my house and it really allowed me, you know, this more time and and space to kind of do things on my terms. And it was actually during that time that 
the gentleman who had started the program um, at that hospital, because I started at the inception of the OB hospitals program at this particular hospital, mm-hmm. he said, you know, you just have a calmness about you and how you, um, you know, interact with the staff. And I would really like it if you would consider being our um, medical director. And I thought that was really interesting. And even friends were like, what? They let you be the medical director as part-time? <laughs> and I was like, you know, yes. Um, and is that unusual? I don't know. Because I just set, stated what I needed. You know, at that time, at that phase in life, that's what I needed. And um, I was willing to ask for it. And I just showed up with the, um, you know, with my integrity, with with the way that I interact with nursing staff and colleagues and patients. You know, I really want to take the best care of patients and we're going to work collaboratively to do that. Um, in medicine, you don't do anything as a silo. You know, it, yeah. it it's a well-oiled machine. And um, just showing up in that capacity allowed me this opportunity to lead and deal with employee relations and things of that nature, you know, and a lot of clerical um, work as well. Like, let's not be kidding. When you're the medical director, you do a lot of clerical work. (laughs) Yeah, unpaid as well. Um, Yeah, yeah. But aside from, you know, kind of being my somewhat my own boss as an employed physician in my own practice setting, but under the um, management of a hospital, this was kind of my first um, stepping outside of the box and somebody recognizing this quality in me and saying, Hey, would you fill this role? Um, and so from then I, I really haven't done anything that I'm not the leader at. <laughs> so um, I helped develop a GYN program for um there's um, a hormone replacement therapy that has six different locations in the state of Texas. And they wanted to um, globally throughout their company develop gynecology services. And so I helped to develop that, you know, protocol and training and um, all of the things. And it was a lot of fun. And as I did it, I thought, wow, if I can figure this out for somebody else, I can do this for myself. Mm. And that's what kind of led me on the journey to, opening my own practice, but, you know, it sounds like it's so linear and it was not, it was very circuitous, um, yeah. getting there. Um, you know, so I spent, um, two additional years after deciding, you know, I really want more. What am I going to do? I came back to OB hospitalist work full time as a holding place to give myself space to kind of really map out what I wanted to do in my practice. And, um, I started my practice in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a great time to right. start your practice. <laughs> Very like people sometimes say, you know, how do you do this all? And why would you do this? And, you know, I just really started with um, the vision and the mission. And, and I have, I am, I let curiosity guide me and how I lead because I don't all, I know. I know I don't have all the answers but I'm pretty sure that I can find somebody who does, or I can find the resource that does. And I, I'm not scared to ask and to look like a fool when I'm asking because nobody teaches you the business of medicine. Nobody teaches you how to 
think outside the box and to dream really, I feel like that's squashed in our medical education, right? It's very, very well laid out. You know, you're going to do X, Y, Z, and then you can be an attending and maybe you'll get to be a partner. And, you know, all of these expectations are laid out for us in medicine. And as I walk the halls of the hospital, you know, you see all the plaques and the pictures of the, the people who have been, you know, chief medical officer or whatever. I just, you know, had this very strong sense of knowing about myself that this was not the path that I wanted. I wanted an opportunity to really treat women authentically, um, to know them well, to give them time and space to be heard. And I don't know, Adam, if you've even heard the story about um, why I named my practice uh, Sky. No, no, please tell me. Okay, so... um, I was a baby attending, first year attending in 2010, and I read the book, Half the Sky. Have you read this before? No, no. Okay, so Half the Sky is um, a book that tells accounts of young girls who are abducted and forced into prostitution, who are rape survivors, who, you know, just the lack of priority of education for women globally. Um, horrific retellings of maternal mortality. So, you know, therein I'm hooked, you know, as an OB and um, genital mutilation. And I saw a lot of genital mutilation in um, residency training. And so I could not put this book down and it really is a call to action. So there's all these resources in the back of the book that um, give you resources for um, how you can get involved. Right. Mm -hmm. So I carried this with me for for 10 years, you know, just always thinking about this and and agreeing that, yes, women hold up half the sky. So the name of the book comes from this Chinese proverb. So as I was dreaming about designing this practice, I realized I didn't have to partner with some global organization to impact women's health in a big way. In my own community, women are so busy taking care of all the people in their lives, and they're often feeling dismissed or hurried in the healthcare system. And I wanted to just change that narrative. I wanted to provide the time and the space for quality, personalized care and really revolutionize how women take care of themselves. And so I named it Half the Sky. Um, I'm sorry, I named my practice Sky Women's Health after that proverb, women hold up half the sky, because I believe that women deserve direct access. And whenever women are empowered, big things happen for their families, for their children and their businesses and in their communities. And so that's really my why. And in trying to design that, um, you know, I've done Dr. Una's um, EntreMD business school coaching. I have worked with Latifa to get my mindset around money and, you know, the money fit MD doc. Um, I did self-coaching scholars with um, the life coach school with Brooke Castillo. I did empowering women physician coaching with Dr. Sunny Smith. I mean, so many women who I had to seek out because in my own training and setting, other than the motto of kill them with kindness of our residency director, um, I really didn't have a female role model to guide me. Until I was talking about this with a um, a colleague, a midwife, actually, who is a practice owner and said, you know, every time I hear you talk about the kind of practice that you want to design, it makes me think of Dr. Camilla Smith, who owns Charleston House in Dallas, Texas. You should go meet her. And we were fast friends. And she was the first woman that I'd ever met in medicine 
who really was of this mindset of women empowering women. And it was just like to her core. And she said, you know, you want to franchise what I'm doing. You want to do what your own thing. I will support you. I will, I will help you. I will show you how I did it. I'll tell you how I did it. Um, but figure out exactly what is your secret sauce. And she said, you know, you are the secret sauce in the practice, but what is that secret sauce that you bring? Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I kind of came back to this fellowship that I did in neuromusculoskeletal medicine and decided to just put my own crown on as the pregnancy pain doc. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for, thank you for sharing that, uh, that origin story of, of, uh, of the name. That's, that's so powerful. Um, And it's very, very inspiring. Um, you know, and I mean, such, such a great thing to come out of such a, such tragic, tragic stories, um, you know, to inspire you and, and kind of, uh, lead you to want to empower, empower women, um, Mm -hmm. from so many tales of disempowerment, um, and loss of autonomy and, you know, um, my goodness, um, that's that's absolutely wonderful. That, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. I'm really grateful for that. Um, well, I mean, I think you said um, towards the beginning that you were appointed as the as a medical director in your first medical director role um, because of your you know kind of your serenity, the aura of calmness that you that you bring. Um, and I know what a, a a wonderfully kind person you are, um, and I. I'm just wondering how all this kind of fits in with your personal leadership style and and how your your personality impacts upon that and yeah so one of the things that was said to me um was you know you don't get involved in the in the fuss in the in the drama um and I thought you know that's right so my idea or my at my core, like, I just, I, I cannot stand backbiting. It is not a part of who I am. I don't want to be involved in that. And, and I, I do as, as an OB-GYN, you are helping people in very critical, very emotionally, highly engaged situations. And so I do have to be the captain of the ship and I have to be calm in those scenarios and bring, you know, this calmness and, and, and to make, make everything function properly. Right. Understanding that I may be equally scared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think that, um, you know, just showing up with, um, with enthusiasm, with, um, you know, this kind of, I, I feel like I'm more of like a coach and a visionary. Okay. So mm-hmm. whenever I'm leading, I want people who are they're in it for the right reasons, right? They, they have bought into the vision yeah. and, and we're going to go. Um, one of the things that my lovely husband had said to me, whenever I was dealing with negotiations and deciding if I was going to collaborate with another individual, he said, um, you know, you're not looking for captives, like, you know, either they want to be on the ship or they don't like, you're not holding anybody captive, you know? And, and so I think I've always kept that in mind is like, either it's a good fit or it's not Um, either it feels right or it doesn't. And I think that as a a lot of times women, we tend to um, ignore that intuition that we have. 
that yeah. kind of that feeling, uh, that knowing that inner knowing. Um, but I really think that that's a superpower for us. Yeah. 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 And obviously you, you, uh, that's part of your leadership style and, and kind of what, what directs you in that. Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you, Adam, so I have designed just this very, um, simple model with my practice. I mean, it's a direct specialty care, essentially, you know, we've not involved with insurance with, I'm sure it's different because y'all have more socialized medical mm. coverage, right? So yeah. not, not the same in us, you know, a lot of times we're spending almost $1,300 on our family's monthly insurance premium, still Gosh. having maybe a $10,000 deductible and still things not being covered, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, quite interesting. Um, and so I chose, like I could have gone either way and I chose a direct specialty model because it just made sense to me. Um, I wanted to simplify care. And, um, so I have one nurse who works with me and I didn't seek her out and hire her. She came to me and said, I want to be a part of this because I started talking about it on social media about, Mm. you know, gynecology reimagined and, and, um, how we do this. And she was a mom friend who happened to be a nurse who had been a stay at home mom for several years and had her own, you know, tragic story, losing a spouse, et cetera, Mm. and wanted to be a part of, of the vision. Yeah. You know, and so I sent her over my vision that I had typed up with, you know, how do we serve as a company? Um, what are our core values? And basically, you know, said, give me your thoughts. You know, yeah. does this sound like something you want to be a part of? And she's been my ride or die from there on, you know? <laughs> and so, and I've even thought, you know, like as we grow and, and I need to hire, you know, how do I find that next right fit? Because yeah. I'm not looking for somebody just to fill a seat. I'm looking for somebody who shares in the vision. Yeah. And so I yeah. think being careful, you know, to bring people into that because your, um, your, your vision or your entrepreneurial journey or, or this idea that you have that you want to birth is is most uh, vulnerable in its infancy stage, right? And the more people that you get involved, the more um, muddy that vision can get. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Yeah. And I like this sort of postpartum analogy as well. (laughs) Very appropriate for your your specialty. (laughs) So I can't help myself. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I really do. well, I mean, you you told us a bit about your um, your journey to uh, leadership already, and how you were appointed um, a medical director, and, and it it sounds like you know you were there at the inception of that particular um, OB uh, unit, and um, your senior colleague, you know, just thought you were the right person, you were the you were the right fit. So I'm 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 guessing that he kind of helped you. Um, helped you rise um but whether were, were there any any other doctors in your career so far um female or male that have helped you yeah um so i had a a male attending as a as an intern who was new to our program who was really a great mentor and similar to you adam he was really of the he for she mindset you know of empowering women um and so he was, he was a great asset to me through, through my training. Um, and then as a young physician, I really did not have a lot of mentorship 
and guidance. And it felt quite lonely. Mm. Um, you know, I was lucky enough. I did a rural health commitment right out of residency and I was lucky enough to be in a community with other very well-established physicians who were lovely to me, right. I could call on them for any time. So I guess, I guess I wasn't alone, like from a, from a medical standpoint, you know, like they would show up in the OR anytime I needed help. They would let me run a patient by them. They were very supportive and loving, but in terms of like growth, um, as a physician and where do we want to go from here in the career, aside from just standard primary practice, you know, I really didn't have any leadership and it wasn't until I feel like call it a midlife crisis or an awakening or something, you know, in the midst of this, taking a step back and taking time for my family and working more part-time that I really started dreaming about something different. And then I, and I really started uh, building relationships via social media, which um, I find so interesting because I barely used Facebook in years past, you know, like I, I barely touched on social media. And now I can't get enough of these relationships that have been built through social media so that whenever I went to the authenticity, courage, and empowerment for women physician conference recently, I, it was through my connections, through social media, through, um, showing up in the empowering women physician coaching program, which I was invested in myself to, um, learn from these women that I was even given the opportunity to speak at the conference and walking into that conference was like walking into a room of friends, but I had not ever met one of them in person, but I knew them all through our social media connections. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Una, Dr. Latifa, Dr. Sunny Smith have been huge parts of my personal growth just in the last two years. Yeah. Oh, Excellent. And I think you, um, and you mentioned before that um, the female doctor who had her own clinic in Charles, Charlestown, was it? it was- uh, no, it's in Dallas. It's called Charleston house. And Charleston it, uh, house. she is phenomenal and she has yeah. been a great mentor to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Um, so um, it's been lovely and positive and I don't want to, I don't want to bring any kind of like uh, negativity and uh, to the, to the conversation, but yeah. have you, have you experienced any, any challenges uh, on your leadership journey? And um, if so, how did you cope with and move past them just so that uh, the listeners can, you know, see that it happens and then learn some, maybe some techniques to navigate these, these situations. Yeah. Um, So as I think about this, I'm like, well, yes, I've had harassment and bullying in different ways, whether it was, you know, the um, chief resident who called me post-call to yell at me and scream at me because of a note that I had passed to a junior uh, resident uh, with an idea for a solution to whatever problem she was going through. And, And it wasn't his and it wasn't my place. And, you know, I didn't attend to the hierarchy, you know, by nurturing and having an idea for a solution for her um or you know the attending who put his hand on mine and told me he loved me as a young married intern you know <laughs> i mean things have happened along the way or when i was pregnant mm-hmm. and big in the operating room and you know the urologist talking about you know i looked like i was going to pop and you know making just all kinds of lewd comments or you know in the the physician lounge you know and attending walking up to my colleague who I was talking with, who was male and saying, Mm. you know, something about 
my appearance, you know, or commenting on the size of my breast when I was pregnant. I mean, these things are just Mm. prevalent and it happens all of the time towards Mm. women. And I don't know, you know, men's experience and harassment, but I just feel like this is all too common that we're allowed to comment on women's fertility. We're allowed to comment on women's bodies. Um, and, and play on these insecurities that have been built into our society. And, um, I just think it's BS now in terms of like my leadership journey, I I've done this very, I mean, thanks to Dr. Uh, Suba, who was a male who, who, who is a male who, um, invited <laughs> me into this role as a, as the leader for, or the program director for the, um, OB hospitalist program, um, who recognized that characteristic in me. Um, he's always been kind and supportive to me, but this, this leadership journey, really, I have fostered through women because I want to learn from women because they understand all of it. You know, all of the things that we juggle, all of the, the, the comments and the lewd remarks that we go through, um, you know, I think that they just really get it. And so I wanted to learn from other women. Okay. Okay. So when, when you have these, um, it sounds like, you know, quite a lot of these uh, individual unpleasant um, scenarios, did you then kind of uh, turn to other female colleagues to, you know, get, you know, who, who obviously would have empathy with you for those situations because they've been through very similar. And is that how you kind of, you know, you kind of debriefed with them and took their advice? Is that is that how you kind of navigated these, these situations? You know, Adam, I am a true optimist. <laughs> and, um, I don't know that I really dealt with these well as a young attending. You know, I think that that I just, you know, like, let it slide off, maybe chat it with it, uh, with girlfriends or, or Mm -hmm. a mentor of some sort. Um, I don't remember ever like taking this to counseling or to coaching. Um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't until recently that I have really started use utilizing coaching. Um, so really, I just think I let it rolled and thought like, this is what we all go through. Like, this is just normal. Like I wasn't, I wasn't even alarmed by half the things that were happening because it was just so prevalent yeah yeah Yeah. i know yeah i'm well i was about to say i know what you mean obviously i don't i don't know what you mean but um as in when you know when i was bullied as a as a young a young doctor um i didn't tell anyone about it you know um but i didn't know that everyone was going was going through similar things as well because the prevalence of workplace bullying in, in medicine is so high um right but um you know, I think there's there's something about I don't know if it's if it's I think it's exclusively medicine, but it's very it's very common in medicine, isn't it? That it's just an expectation that you're just going to have to put up or shut up, basically, and just kind of yeah. go through this this crap, basically, um, and um, and that's what everyone else does. You know, it's just we're we're resilient people. We just have to cope with it. You know, as sexist and misogynistic as it is. You know, that's just the culture. Just have to deal with it. Um, but and you fear it, the retribution on yourself if you were to speak yeah. up. Yeah, 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 very, yeah, very much so. Um, 
But hopefully, you know, through uh, through your podcast and my podcast and all of the amazing work that a lot of our classmates or um, Trinity Business School are doing, um, we're kind of raising awareness so that people a know it's not okay and and b know they're not alone and c they now have resources to go to to get to get help and people yeah. that they can approach. So, yeah, I think that that's a really good point, Adam. Is that it's um, whenever we speak up through those shared lived experiences, there's a lot of power because then you're like, Oh, Oh, me too. I'm not alone. And to know that you're not alone in whatever scenario you're in, whether it's Mm -hmm. leadership, whether it's bullying, whether it's the postpartum period, whether it's menopause, like, you know, knowing that you're not alone in that journey goes a long way. You know, you almost feel validated in those feelings or experiences that you've had. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I was, um, I was coaching a, um, a surgical resident this morning and, uh, the word validated was exactly, exactly what she used. She felt that she was being singled out and picked on by her attending. And, um, she actually went to, um, challenge him about it diplomatically. She was, a, she was afraid. I kind of talked to her about it in a previous session and I, I you know, tried to encourage her to be to be brave and confident about it and take the conversation to him and um she did that and she went to um she went to his office and she was outside his office and the door was ajar and there were another couple of male doctors in his office with him and there were some some raised voices and words like sexism and formal complaints and things being mentioned medical director that term was used um and um it it turns out she she didn't obviously want to she felt really uncomfortable hearing this she didn't want to eavesdrop but she heard that a senior female colleague of hers had raised a complaint about his sexist attitude mm-hmm. and but as soon as she heard that and she was she'd um she'd already had a conversation with him um, like the day before or something. Um, but she just said to me, I just felt so validated to hear that there was another female doctor who was making a complaint about him because yeah. I really, it's not, it's not in my head. It's not me, you know? Um, and right. she wasn't, right. you know, I was like, well, you, you know, uh, because obviously there's a risk of you feeling like you've been gaslit otherwise, but now. Oh, and that'll happen that, for, so. sure. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah. But yeah, no, that, that's uh, that's a really good point. Thank you. Um, yeah, so so thank you for um, you know kind of explaining that and how um, you know how you've kind of well, probably self managed some of those challenges that you've had. I think it's fair to say, isn't it? Um, wow. Because you felt they were just par for the course. Yes, basically. Um, but do you have do you have any other advice for the listeners on on how? to become um, a strong and kind leader, which is very much how I, how I see you. Thank you for that. Um, You know, I think that you have to just first have your own back. Never get, be scared to let curiosity kind of be the guide. Like, Hmm, I don't know. Um, You know, could I fit in this role or, could I speak up or or could we do this program? Like never be scared to ask, um, know that 
you have great value and showing up as you are. So I will say that in that leadership role, um, whenever we had roundtables with physicians of all different ages and stages in their practice of medicine, I always felt very insecure, inadequate, you know, the whole, um, we haven't even talked about imposter syndrome, but I mean, that's just so common. And and I've been floored at how common it is among women physicians who I see as tremendous badass, you know, and I'm like, how could you ever feel that way? And then I realized I had to turn that around on myself. Um, but speaking up in these circumstances, I, I always felt a little, you know, like out of place and maybe I didn't have a lot to add. And, um, I was so honored to have a woman who is probably 20 plus years, my senior, another colleague physician say to me, you know, Carolyn, when you speak up, people listen. And I was really taken back by that because, you know, you you're in your own head and you feel like you sound like an idiot a lot of times, <laughs> or is that just me? Is that just me, Adam? No, no, <laughs> definitely me all the time. <laughs> so to hear her say that I was just really, um, really just honored. And I just said, okay, I'm, I'm going to receive this. Cause you know how oftentimes you hear these compliments and you're just like, oh, no, no, no. you know, yeah. not me. Um, I just decided I'm going to receive that because yeah. there was no ulterior motive and sharing that with me. Um, And so sometimes it takes just stepping back to truly see yourself and, and how you do show up and how you lead and how you're perceived. And I've always done it with a smile (laughs) and um, I have done it scared. You know, I've walked in that fear and, and shown up anyways. And, you know, as I designed my practice, as I thought about, um, you know, starting this podcast, all of it is foreign. All of it is slightly terrifying, but I just said, well, imagine a space where we educate women about their mind, body, and spirit. So then I have to be dedicated to that growth mm. daily yeah. through educating myself. If I want to empower women then I have to empower myself we have to step into that power of who we are and kind of own our worth and be the best version that we envision. And if we want to inspire, then we have to be inspired. We have to be looking for inspiration and we have to be taking action on it. And so this is how I have really just decided I'm going to show up. This is how I've decided that my practice is going to run. This is, you know, imagine a space where this is the expectation and we hold each other accountable. That is what I have decided that I am going to create where I want women to feel smart and empowered and inspired, whether it's my patients, whether it's my staff, and especially myself, because I I can't show up fully as myself and help other people get there if I'm not owning that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really true. And uh, yeah, I love that. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I, I, and I think that, that, um, that approach will encourage a lot of our, our listeners um yeah to just kind of uh step in step into it own, own it um and you know start ignoring the inner critic that uh tells them that they don't deserve a seat at the table and that they're you know um and just to use their voice yeah thank you i love that um so do you have a kind of um in a in a nutshell nugget 
take home um, leadership message for us? Um, take home leadership message. Um, I think be brave, mm. show up even when you're scared mm. and don't be afraid to do it your own way and pay it forward. So yeah, one of, one of my greatest privileges is to have other female physicians come to me and ask questions and want to coach and counsel with me and dream dream about what they can do because somebody did it for me. Yeah. And so um, there is there, I, I tend to um, abide by the, the principle of abundance. Um, right. That's something I, I definitely like work on my mindset around abundance Yeah. because in medicine, it's very much the scarcity. Like if I achieve, then you can't, yeah. um, there's only one seat at the table for this hierarchy. Right. And, and that's just not true. There yeah. is plenty to go around. And, yeah. you know, even as an OB-GYN on social media, I'm looking at all these others and comparing, I have yeah. to shut out that noise and say that my voice matters and my voice is going to reach somebody in a different way than, yeah. you know, mama, Dr. Jones does, right. Yeah. She has a, an amazing platform. Yeah. But I'm not mama, Dr. Jones. Right. No. And so you each have your own secret sauce and you just have yeah. to be willing to own it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Um, yeah, the people that, um, are meant to kind of work with you or be treated by you or whatever, they, they will find you. Yeah. They, they, they're your tribe. It's like, it's like us and, you know, um, your, your podcast guests and my podcast guests and, uh, yeah. Dr. Una has brought us all together. You know, we've just, yeah. 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 Love it. Love it. Um, okay. So what, what are you currently excited to be working on? that you'd like to share with the listeners? So I um, have this little idea in my head that has been birthed this week. And mm-hmm. um, um, it's around C- female CEO physicians. Um, and so I'm not really ready to share it with the world, but I've okay. put it out there to a, a couple of um, close entrepreneurial friends. And um I'm excited to kind of see where, where this goes. Not that I need one more thing on my plate, um, (laughs) but I think that learning from female physicians really matters for the younger generation. And even those who are looking to transition Um, and, and how do you CEO as a female physician, you know, like I, you know, we're, we're asking Dr. Google, you know, (laughs) dear Google, what is a CEO? Um, and, and we're not necessarily going to fit into that standard box because I think that women, um, lead in a different manner. Um, and so I'm really excited to kind of develop this idea and, and bring long women along with me. I'm very excited to see what that, um, births as and, uh, grows into that's yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I should be, I should be looking out for that very, um, excitedly. Um, Wonderful. Okay. So if, if any of the listeners would like to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, they can find me on um, social on Instagram or uh, Facebook um, at Dr. Carolyn Moyers and that's Dr. Carolyn Moyers. Um, or they can find me on uh, with my practice at Sky Women's Health. 
um, on both Instagram and Facebook, um, or they can just email me at Dr. Carolyn Moyers. It's Carolyn at drcarolynmoyers.com. Um, I also have a website that's uh, Dr. Carolyn Moyers for um, coaching women or counseling women um, on making um, transitions and to really live a life by design. Mm-hmm. And um, that is you know, the thing that I just cannot do right now, I don't care if it's my hairdresser or my massage therapist or like, I am like helping create business cards and I'm like talking about, um, business models. And yeah. I mean, it's just, I can't not do it. I just love this concept. Um, because I feel like I came from uh, very disempowered women and, you know, just kind of owning this power myself and the yeah. women who have fed into me, um, over the last two years, I'm just, I'm ready to pay it forward. So yeah. if there is a woman physician who's dreading her day-to-day work life and, and wants to talk about transitions and wants to come up with a plan or has an idea and is trying to figure out really how to mold it and, and where to take that. I'm so happy to help. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'll make sure all your links are in the in the show notes and um and the and the podcast and so on as well, all, all of that. So yes, oh I forgot. Yeah, you can find me at, on any of your major platforms where you listen to podcasts yeah. to listen to Skywin, real women, real stories, real inspiration. <laughs> and and the occasional man. That's right, of, and the occasional late. man. <laughs> <laughs> um brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. So so do you have any closing words that you'd like to like to share before we close? Just thank you so much for the honor of of being here and for starting this podcast to highlight women physicians. I think it's so important that men are part of the solution um, when it comes to the equality of men and women. And um, you really are going to help transform the next generation by highlighting women in leadership. I hope so. I hope do do my little bit anyway to to facilitate that so um thank you thanks for thanks for that um well thank you so much um again for coming on the show and sharing all your wisdom and wonderful advice with us um and thank thanks everyone for listening um so and until the next episode in two weeks i wish everyone health happiness and inspiring leadership take care and thanks, yes, and make sure that they go and subscribe to your podcast so that they don't miss out on an inspiring story <laughs> thank you very much have a great day all right you too bye cheers bye thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the inspiring women leaders podcast today i really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as i enjoyed recording it if you did please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach. So please check out my channel there, and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website, www.dradamharrison.com. That's www d-r-a-d-a-m-h-a-r-r-i-s-o-n.com for updates thank you again for your time today and please join me next time two weeks from now on alternate wednesdays for another brilliant episode of inspiring women leaders <laughs>